And welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better. And it's me, Kristen. And me, Chris. And we have a special guest. Yes. So who do we have here? This is Oh, this is my brother, Casey. Yay. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to introduce myself. <laughs> I don't think anybody was sure. <laughs> so this is our fifth special guest. I mean, so um, who else have we had? We've had your brother, no. <laughs> yep, he's right here. <laughs> We've had your sister, your husband, your so this completes your family except for your mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's awesome. I don't know what she would want to talk about. We've had Elise and Adam on as well. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you got the whole crew. All right, so this is our part one. So this is the second time of us trying part one and part two. So this is our part one. And we're going to do the movie first. Right. So the funny thing is, you know, we're already recording this. So if you hate the first time we do this, we're doing this anyway, so we won't know your feedback for yeah, a while. That's so, true. Um, but at some point, we'll um, hopefully, whether we, you love it or hate it, I'm sure you'll love it, but we'll, you know, we'd love your feedback. So. And so this first part, we're going to talk about a movie. Yes. What movie are we going to talk about? We're watching uh, the classic... Not, meaning not the remake, the 1978 version of uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, because Kristen and I have decided that we're going to do all three of the, uh, of the original classic zombie movies that Romero did. So if you haven't seen or listened to our Night of Living Dead episode, um, honestly, it probably doesn't matter. The movies are kind of unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, know, you might want to, because we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that movie too. So if you listeners have fun drinking games for us, please, you know, slide into our DMs. And let us <laughs> I do know. have one for, for this movie. Okay. Which I had not seen before. Oh, yeah? No, and I thought I had, but uh, when I turned it on, I was like, you know, I've all, all my memories were of the, the remake. Forever. Yeah, that was like my exact experience with the first one. Um, because, I mean, I think I had seen it before, but I had no memory of any particular scene in it when I was watching it. Yeah, I wish I'd watched, watched that before this, too. But I... From what I can remember, I, I, I was thinking it's only 10 years difference, Yeah. but it seems like it's like 30 years difference yeah. or 40. You know, it's the, the Night of the Living Dead seems so much older than this one does. Well, also just like the style, the music. Yeah. All it's that. totally completely different. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> all right. Well, so before we get into that. Why don't we talk about what we're drinking? <laughs> nope. Not that okay. yet. First, we talk about what we've been watching. Oh, okay. So, Chris, uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> and which character is this? This is Darby O'Gill. <laughs> okay. And the little people. Yes. See? I'm not crazy. Or maybe we're in, the, maybe we have a shared delusion. I right. I'm so. sure he sees that mural too in the room. Voila, do. <laughs> what does that mean? That's a huge drinking game. Yes. <laughs> you have to down the whole bottle for that. <laughs> so, I watched, um, and this is kind of new, I think, on Netflix, the new Dracula show. It was like a BBC thing. Right. I saw it. I didn't watch it, but I, I, I cued it in. Yeah. Um, so it's just called Dracula. There's three parts. And because it's BBC, they're all like an hour and a half. So it's practically like three movies. And I loved it. The first 20 minutes, I, it appeared to be like they're doing like basically Bram Stoker's Dracula, just an updated version of it. And I thought, well, I'm not having this because you just can't touch that movie. 
Um, but then it takes a wildly <laughs> just bonkers direction. <laughs> um, and uh, it's really good. It's really funny, which I was surprised by. Um, I, I thought it looked funny from the trailer, but I, I, didn't, was, I wasn't sure. Right. I didn't quite get that. The first 20 minutes, it played fairly straight. And I thought, well, this is going to be just boring. It's just a lame kind of update. And I didn't really get the point. Uh, but they kind of, I mean, that's not really a spoiler, but they, I mean, that's kind of a trick. They just take their complete own direction with the material. Uh, the guy that plays Dracula is awesome. He's really funny. I have no idea who it is, but I Googled him and this is like his first things. And then each episode is like, almost almost like a different movie. Like the first episode is all about him and Renfield, not Renfield, um, Jonathan Harker, who was, you know, Keanu Reeves in the original. Right. <laughs> and, uh, then the original. Just, right. Because it started in 19... 1990. Yeah. Or so. That's when the Dracula story right. started. Of course. Yes. Um, so that's like that whole episode is pretty much that with with a sort of a twist. and then But then the second episode is completely different. It's him on a boat. <laughs> so it's like this boat mystery with a vampire on it. A boat mystery. I know, right? It's, it's basically well, it's him coming to like England, wherever, from Transylvania. Is he in the werewolf form? like in? He does. Well, yeah, kind of, kind of. Hmm. And then the um, third one is almost a spoiler to say what the third one's about. Um, so I won't go there. But it's oh, really. Oh, you're going to text it to me? I'll text you the, 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 yeah, the very last second of it. Um, well, just, just so everyone knows, Chris texted me the spoiler of the end of Castle Rock season two. Yeah. But. Deliberately so. <laughs> well, I asked you if you had seen it. No, I don't know how it happened. Right. It was a disaster. Um, but I really recommend Dracula. It's really funny. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like the horror show on Netflix called Dracula. So. <laughs> okay. Well, did you like Sherlock? Yeah, but funnily enough, I haven't seen that much. I've seen like the first season, I guess. But aren't there like four or five seasons? Yeah. Or, so. I really liked the first season. But then when they showed who Moriarty was, I didn't like that. I didn't think he was very scary. And Moriarty is hot, hot priest. priest from uh, yes. from a flea bag, right? Yes. And he was just in, oh, he was in 1917, too. Oh, okay. For a little bit. Well, I know people love Sherlock, and I liked it enough, but I never kind of followed up on it to watch all the rest of it. But I did like Dracula quite a bit. Okay, good. So what have you been watching? Uh, well, do you want to just do an ER update or? <laughs> we could. Can we do my Connors episode update? It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Uh, so last time I think I was in the middle of season two. Now I'm in the middle of season four. Oh, wow. Uh, I just put it on like all the time, like when I, whatever I'm doing. I mean, it's an update. I am now also watching it because you got me inspired. So I'm in the middle of season one. <laughs> But I do enjoy it. And I do it like you do. I, like Sunday mornings, I'm like, this is your time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So since then, so me and you watched that great episode with George Clooney. The one. The one, the, the drowning kid. And both of us, we were just like, look at that man. He's so hot back then, right? George, yeah. Did we talk about how I tried to get Elise to be like, I was like, Elise, look at this guy. Look at George Clooney in the 90s. Because she Googles him now and he's, he's an old man. I mean, I don't think he, I still, I don't think you think even in the nineties, he looks like an old man to her. Well, so she really likes Noah Wiley and she said, who's that? Now, that guy's cute. <laughs> and she really loves Noah Wiley. Um, but so I just occurs to me that you talking to Elise about George Clooney would be like <laughs> my mom talking to me about Tom Selleck. Well, I was going to say like Sean Connery or something. Yeah, that, that, that's my mom's favorite too, Sean Connery. So and that's then you just, wonder why she's like asking her Girl Scout people about sex. Because <laughs> I'm like, sperm. wouldn't you do that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you'd like to see his sperm. <laughs> but so they, uh, so Jeannie Boulay 
got HIV. Oh, right. That's a big story. They just introduced her on the one I'm on. Okay. Um, I kind of forgot. Mark gets beat up. Or Mark uh, is is accused of being a racist, which he, he really does seem like a racist. And then he gets beat up. Do you remember that? And like fucks him up for a while. Right. Yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Oh, and then they had the live episode. Remember the live episode? I do, yeah. I, I mean, now that you say that, I forgot that it was even a thing. But that yeah. was the first episode of season four, and that was a big deal when it came on. Remember they had to do East Coast and a West Coast? Yeah. So did you, do they ever, I forget, did they ever like mess up or anything, or is there anything you can tell that? Not like, really. Wow. It's amazing. And then so now George Clooney is trying to settle down, and he's with Carol, and they're engaged. Casey, have you been watching anything? You watch the, well, you, I'll let you choose, but. What were you going to say? The outsider show i did watch that which i haven't seen yet yeah it's it's hooked me you know they did a smart thing by releasing the first two episodes yeah back it was to back. pretty smart yeah and so it really it really it really hooked me i mean yeah, the, I'm into the second episode is where like you really kind of like see where it's going yeah like, yeah yeah because it is it is uh the first episode kind of sets everything up and then it kind of goes in a I mean, not a totally different direction but it it adds the what I would say, the Stephen King element. Yeah. You know. I did actually, I didn't know they were making a show of it, but I read the book, um, I guess, last summer, if even that far. Wow, wow. That's yeah. I mean, ju- it just came out like, I mean, it's a new book. It's oh, like is it? Okay. a year or two old. It was like halfway through it, and they aired the first commercial for the, the show. Oh, that's and I was like cool. blown away because I had no idea they were even doing that. Um, and then I quickly finished it. But uh, so far, the show, not to you know, jump on your spot, no, but the fine. show is a pretty close to the book i mean it's like exactly the book so far well it got me as i'm sure it got most people from the game of thrones time slot to the watchmen oh right to the you yeah. know i've just been like following that time slot oh, of yeah. hbo and they've so far they've been delivering so here i am again on the outsider and i'm i'm hooked again with that but i will say one thing that might kind of ties with the night of the living dead and then this this movie and also with this movie and the remake is i watched and i think it was hbo again they released the uh, Manchurian Candidate, mm-hmm. and they did the old one first, and then they immediately followed it with the Denzel Washington version. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the old one. It's oh. way better. Is there anyone famous in that, or like that? I, yeah, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> what? Really? Angela Lansbury. Oh, yeah, okay. Angela Lansbury is the mom. Is Frank Sinatra the like Manchurian Candidate? He's Denzel. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and definitely ending, not seeing that. The ending's though. better, in my opinion. I barely it's, remember the Denzel version. And so. then there's another. There, there's just some parts in it, like like when they in the in the newer one when they go through like their flashbacks of what's going on, what was going on to them, how they were being, you know, manipulated in in their mind. In the new one, it's just kind of like here's this here's a scene, and they're hooked up to these machines, and it's like, you know, a quick kind of flash in the movie. Where in the old one, it's like this psychological trippy scene where they're flashing back in different memories, and it's 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 even hard to explain. Really, you should really, really check it out and watch it. But it is really good for this because it tied into the black and white version and the new version or the old version in the remake. Yeah, we'll have to figure out whether we like this or the remake of Dawn of the Dead. I think I need to watch the remake again. I watched the beginning recently when they I think because they, they put it on HBO or somewhere, and I just love the beginning of that. It starts out so fast yeah. and scary. And I do love a zombie baby, but okay. First, let's talk about what we're drinking. Oh right. And then we'll get into it. We went basic again. <laughs> so <laughs> well, what did Casey tell tell us? He came over and he was like, "So I assume we're drinking this." Then we were both like, "Oh, we're so stupid." Yeah. 
What, what, what did you say? I said, I assume we're drinking Jack Daniels out of the bottle and we're right. going to pass it around yeah. like Which a bunch of hobos. Literally something that happens in the movie that we watched. Right. <laughs> um, but, we're like, let's go to Publix and look at wine. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about that? But uh, instead of that, we did find a wine a bottle that has a Z label on it. Uh-huh. And as and you it, know... Read the label. It's creepy. It's the blood of Juniper, J- yeah, Jupiter. Yeah, it's, it's called... I, I, we thought it was called Z, but it could also be a four. We're not really sure. <laughs> It's like Superman symbol, and yeah. it's not actually an S. And it's uh, called Sanchiovisi. <laughs> Z Z four is it? That's a BMW. <laughs> this one fall on Fabrizio. <laughs> Sorry, Fabrizio. <laughs> There's nothing that way. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that's ever happened on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> so it's called Sancho VC. Um, it says, uh, and the translation is the blood of Jupiter. That's creepy. It's a super creepy label. It's a red Z. So we thought, sure, Z for zombies. Because they um, do call them zombies in this one. Yes, they, they do. Yes, that's a good point. Because they, they don't call it. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. But otherwise, it's, uh, I mean, completely unrelated to anything we watched. <laughs> Um, but uh, Casey, well, they, smartly, they, they had wine too at the their dinner. Oh yes, mm-hmm. it was probably this one. Uh, right, probably. Casey, well, smartly, it's totally worth it now because yeah. of just now <laughs> my mangled uh, reading mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> but Casey smartly is drinking an actual whiskey, so he's a little bit more on brand. But you got two whiskeys there? No, I, I tried some of the oh, wine. Okay, but that's gone now. Oh, because now I'm gonna uh, since we've got the movie running around the background every time somebody smokes a cigarette i'm going to take a drink and then every time a zombie falls for no reason i'm going to also drink <laughs> so it opens up on a red carpet and yeah. we see that one our main character francine um and then a small what i thought was a small boy pops up next to her <laughs> i think you should also notice uh mention that the carpet goes up the walls as well yes yeah, it's very 70s yeah um and i don't know what i still am not sure what's going on there's why is there so much chaos at well, the news station? So, Why are they so mad at the scientist? Why is the scientist so... So the station, and I'm not... <laughs> That's a good so point. Want to understand, this is about, and I had to Google this, but this is like supposedly three weeks into the crisis. Oh, okay. So I just like, wrote down what is happening, right. question mark. Well, no, that's why I did. Then I hit pause and hit Wikipedia real quick. Oh, okay. and, um, but yeah, so it's supposed to be like three weeks-ish into the whole thing from the original movie. And so these are the people. Oh, so they. I had no clue it was supposed to be the same time period. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously it's the seventies. I'll and, tell you what, like clothing and hairstyles came a long way in three weeks. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to really think about that. <laughs> it, I mean, it helps that the first one's a black and white and slow budget. And it can be kind of any time, but it's you know clearly the sixties. Um, but so they're in the station and they're the ones that are telling people like where to go, like to like which, you know, which safety stations. So my theory is like so maybe they're on the radio that they're listening to in the first movie because you know remember they're listening to the radio and people are saying there's safe zones and oh yeah so that's what they're doing for whatever reason the government is not allowing people to live in their private residences like they're requiring people to like leave their houses or apartments whatever and go to these safe zones because they're not trusting people to like bury their dead properly or clearly because yeah. there's an apartment quarantine that is right. full of dead people right because if you die you come back to life right and so they're like we need to take care of that because we, we know to kill them for good you guys don't and so it's already the government kind of taken over and so it basically what they're saying is like we're starting at the end of the first movie and all that's kind of at, at play so oh. i think that's what's going on why are they arguing so much i think they're arguing about stress 
there's some line about how they're once someone wants to talk about these safe zones that don't even exist anymore and so they're basically leading people in a danger and they're like well we it's, it's unclear it's unclear. it does give a it's kind of annoying a little bit like there's so much going on in the clips and everything but it does it, it i think it's supposed to be like that because it does give you a sense of like chaos right. and you know it, it does it works as far as the scene goes because you don't know what's going on and everyone's freaking out i, I still don't you do a good question though i don't know why they hate the scientists so much yes, you think yes. you figure, you figure like if he talks everyone should like control their panic and right. listen to the guy you well, know. scientists at this one and the guy later with the eye patch he's like a, the bad boy he's like everyone's yelling at him and he's acting like he's like bill maher or something just like yeah. telling you how it is when it's just like yeah. he, he well, seems i think that's kind of part of the satire of it is like you would have this emergency situation this you know apocalypse situation you have someone speaking what's actually happening and you would have all these sort of fanatics saying well no that can't be it you know and you know just telling them what they don't want to hear i think that's the idea Okay. Doesn't somebody at one point like come over there and like make it rain on him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's telling people you have to kill your loved ones. You have to shoot your loved ones in the head if if you know if they're turning zombie and they and, and they don't. Oh, want to then I do remember hearing someone say, "But what if there's a cure?" But I guess that makes sense. So this is like also like the end of the news being involved because the guy says, "In 30 minutes or whatever, there's gonna be martial law in Philadelphia right. and yeah. the." government's going to take over the broadcasting and then for some reason this the one guy has a, a helicopter and he's taking flyboy flyboy yeah. yeah so he's taking his girlfriend and yeah, steven for some reason roger and then ken, ken jumps on because him they bonded right yes let's By, talk about how they bond shall we? i have a good question is this a buddy comedy peter and peter, peter. and roger yeah. peter's uh the big guy Roger's the guy that goes crazy yes <laughs> <laughs> woohoo yeehaw yeehaw woohoo yeah. woohoo yeehaw yeah. so I guess we have to talk about the, the SWAT team raid <laughs> okay because that's how they become friends right yes well first they have a scene of Roger and a guy who looks just like him talking <laughs> but younger and it's very confusing it's like his little brother but oh, they, they did confuse me so who's the one that kills the like the leader that was killing people like there's a crazy cop that's like shooting people and using all these ethnic slurs I call him uh racist Farva from like the Super Troopers. They shoot him. Because he's got that little mustache. He's kind of a big heavy set guy and he goes in like Farva does in the movies like completely out of control only he's blowing people's heads off and just he goes beyond the the SWAT team formation. You know? <laughs> well, who, who shoots him? Is that is that um, Roger or someone else shoots him? Who shoots the, the guy that goes crazy? Yeah. Uh, what did you say his name? Peter. Oh, okay. Peter shoots him because then when they're in the uh, down in the basement he's like you're not alone in here. And gotcha. he comes out with the gun, and he's like, you're on so-and-so, whatever that guy's name is, squad. Oh, yeah. He's like, and he's I, like, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. And then they drop their oh, guns. That, and right, then, right. And then he lights the cigarette, takes a drag, and hands it to him, and he didn't even ask for it. And then they're forever buddies. Hey, do you want to come in a helicopter with me and not die? Yeah. It's kind of an odd scene, I thought. But yeah. You know. Well, but, then they also, then the priest comes out, and he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I got a lot of dead bodies in there and they're like oh shit so they have to go and shoot all those people together i'm sure that's somewhat bonding oh yeah that's yeah. a crazy scene and that i mean that that whole sequence seems to be sort of steeped in the same context as the end of the last movie because you have you I mean you can't ignore this like all minorities that live there and you have the government coming in and yeah the scene is called like raid of the ghetto right and of course you have the, um, the guy in blackface like i'm smart man <laughs> oh the racist oh, guy. Uh, I called him uh, racist Farva. Yeah. Farva. So yeah, there's all that going on, and of course, you know the the sort of heroes, you know, kind of black again. 
that all that aside, that whole sequence, the first 20 minutes, I was so nauseous. That, was, that whole scene was so claustrophobic and disgusting and gross. Like, it just bothered and talk, me. And you talk yeah, about you, the gore, too. Like, yeah. the guy's head gets blown off. Like, I, I don't, I'm trying to think back on, you know, I mean, this movie was made when I was born, so I don't have a, a great knowledge of when the first, like, head was blown that off. That was it. I, it had to be this yeah, movie. That's what they, because I listened to about 30 minutes of it with the commentary with George Romero and his wife and the, the makeup artist and he said that was the first time that that had been done and he and was the, so happy about it <laughs> one thing too about like when the zombie comes out and, and bites the person and pulls you know in the shoulder yeah. and the skin comes oh, up God, and, yeah. I mean like to me there's something to special effects versus even like the, the way you know CGI you can do anything now yeah. but I mean it's shooting out like red red barn paint but right. you know, it's super red. Yeah. It's super red. It's yeah. like you know, it, it it looks like just red paint coming out. But still, and it looks like something that was made in the seventies. But I still get the same physical reaction it's like, as I would if it was a CGI thing because the skin pulling. Yeah. And it, like it, it to me that is even though you like oh that looks fake. Hold on, he's smoking a cigarette there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Even though it I'm looks, glad, I'm like, I like that you commit to it because we would have noticed. <laughs> it looks fake. Um, it it, I, it gives me more of a, a a physical reaction to it, which is what you want in a movie. Yeah. You know, if, well, if I think movie it gives you more official reaction than even CGI because it, it, at least it's like you know like textual and like it looks. They, they said it, that even they, though it looks fake, it 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 feels real. Right, it's right, crazy. Yeah. They said they had to. They got that blood from like a blood fake blood company. And they weren't happy. They were like, when you look at it now, it looks like melted crayons. Yeah, if they could have just it was, darkened it a little like bit. They didn't like the bright color, but then later on they did because it makes it look more like a cartoon. You know, Which does kind fit of, with the kind of style yeah. of this. Absolutely. Yeah, that but all yeah, happened so the, quick. But too. we see our first zombie in that apartment. Right. And that guy is pretty creepy. He's trying to get up. He's got the he's got good makeup on his face. Oh, yeah, he's got a he's And then there's a, a woman with like uh, crazy hair they're fighting off. And then... I mean, that's all pretty scary. And then the one young kid sh- kills himself. I mean, it's like all coming at you <laughs> intensely. Yes. Well, just that first, that one first bullet to the head that the SWAT guy gets is more blood than the first one had, just because of the color. And they don't, I mean, they don't really show, they show like innards and stuff, but. Well, and it's also like in the first movie when they're, you know, that first scene where they're eating each other and that's so disturbing. It, there's something matter of fact about the way they're, Chopping down these people, like the, the scene where they're all in the is it a jail? No, the it's cage. A, the cage, and they're oh. all just eating each other. Yeah, like the it's way like a, he it's directs like a chain link it. Finch cage. Yeah, kind of, the which way is he, odd to have in a building. Where would they get that? It's from? a little bit strange. Yeah, but the way they direct, he directs it. You know, there's no heightened horror to it. It's just like they're just kind of eating, and that makes it like so much creeper to me like the fact that it's so matter of fact and and some of them are wrapped in blankets yeah. like they're like swaddled like a baby yeah. but they're full grown human like, beings like, yeah, so how, and they're like how shaking wrap around a dead body yeah well I think that's what happened they were covering their dead bodies yeah. and they you know woke up whatever well and the, the priest says he says something about like they still have respect in, in dying or some people still believe there's respect in death and then you go in there and look at this and it's just like that's not no right and also you know the first you know 20 minutes or so is so much more to me like serious and disturbing and then suddenly you get to the mall and like it completely totally you know changes first in the helicopter and they're like flying over what i call redneck territory oh (laughs) yeah there's all those scenes of the 
the redneck posses on the yes. ground. Yes. And you kind of wonder, well, are those the same people that killed the guy in the first movie? Right. Because it looks the same. And oh, yeah. That's that also time. takes place in, you know, it takes place all in Pennsylvania. They make kind mm-hmm. of a point of that. And they even show like a barn or farm that kind of looks like maybe the house. I mean, I'm sure it's not because they, you know, that was just 10 years later and they probably bulldozed it or something. But, uh, but the, uh, this idea that it's like this is taking place right at the end of that first movie and thematically all those things are kind of bleeding into this movie too and then it goes a completely different direction with the whole consumerism yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of funny I love that you know, this idea that the first act of the movie is like okay we're you know you know, we, you've seen the first one. Yes, we're in that same universe, but then we're gonna like leave all that behind and just do something else entirely. Oh yeah, we're gonna like literally fly away from all that. Yeah, with them down there drinking their beers and they're pretty much having like a hunting also, party. Also, for, for me, that was the first sort of humorous aspect of the movie. Yeah, Some I mean, funny it scenes. And then it starts getting funny once they're that you meet those sort of rednecks yeah. and they're, they're, like they're all having such a great time and you know. Whereas in the, the end of the first movie is a little bit more sinister, right? And this is sort of flipping it a little bit. And then by the time you get them all, it's almost like full on black comedy. You're gonna talk about the alternate ending that they had? Oh, we can. That'd be great. Because I, I don't know it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I saw that it's, there's something on YouTube, but I have, I have no idea what it is. Oh, okay. Because it sort of ties in like what we we're just talking about. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be another serious. Uh, you know, horror movie. But then when, as he was making it, because it's a whole nother ending that sort of is more uh, conducive to like the, the beginning of the movie. Just just horrific and everything's miserable. But as he was like filming it and looking back, he, he, he realized, you know, this is, this is kind of funny in certain parts. And I think I need to change the ending completely. The original ending was Everybody Dies. And the, when the guy's got the gun to his head, see, I don't, should we be doing this right no, now? No, that's fine. Wait, we, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, also, because we're also talking about the end of the first one, which is how the first one ends, everybody yeah. dies. Okay, so the alternate ending is when, when he's in the room and he's got the gun to his head. Yeah. And they're coming in. Peter <laughs> is in there and he's like, I'm not, I'm done. What, what happens is uh, it, go, it flashes back from, he's, he's there, they're coming in, he's got the gun to his head. It goes out to her in the helicopter and she's at the same scene. Where she's like about to pull up, they're kind of creeping toward her, but she's waiting, waiting, waiting before CV comes out, and then she hears the gunshot, and then when she hears the gunshot, she loses all hope, and she just crashes the helicopter into the mall and kills herself. That would be pretty cool. It would have been pretty cool, but he thought that since it when he thought that since it had such a humorous tone to it, that it would have been better for the for the audience to get two let two of them get away and he also they also said that he sort of grew fond of the characters mm. and he didn't want to kill them off hmm. it's interesting because like again when I was listening to the commentary he was saying that when he first makes a movie he starts with the themes and the scenarios and he doesn't worry about characters so probably what he did is that that's what he did he built the whole movie and then by the end he was like oh wait I built characters and then yeah, kind of changed yeah <laughs> Uh oh. Hello there. Kristen here. Thank you so much for listening. We want to invite you to come join our Facebook group. Sometimes groups are better. There are a lot of cool people in there. We talk about the movies Chris and I review. New horror movies coming out, true crime, pop culture, 
It's really fun. We would also be so grateful if you would go on iTunes and subscribe and rate and review or subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use. It really helps us to be seen by more awesome people like you. And we want to continue to build this great community. Also, follow us on Instagram at Sometimes Dead Podcasts. We'll post pictures of the drinks we're drinking or pictures of the true crimes we're doing. While you're there, follow Gabby Watts, who does our amazing theme song. Follow her band at Gabby Rots, G-A-B-B-I-E-R-O-T-T-S. And remember, sometimes dead is better. One of my favorite video games is Dead Rising. Have you guys ever played that? No. And is that the game where you're in the mall just and you yeah. grab whatever and, and just run through the mall? Yes. Yeah, it's based on... This made me think of that. Well, it's, for based, sure. it's based on this because... Obviously. The opening scene of the video game is you're in a helicopter. Oh, they're directly tied to. Oh, uh, well, it's like not a, called... Right, but or, it's, it's, the, it's the idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're in a helicopter and you're coming in. And it's the same aerial shots. And then you land on the uh, mall. Okay. And then you go into the mall and it's uh, the most fun game ever i tried playing it again recently though and it's just it's it's like in that weird where it's not like like zelda or uh mario brothers where it's all 2d so it's it's like in that in between like 3d and everything looks weird yeah you know? yeah uh back then it looked cool right but now you have like red dead redemption where like the people look like it's just an actual f- movie right you meet up with survivors just that they have the same little rooms that they have in the movie. You go into back rooms, but you can pick up anything as a weapon. Anything. I mean, what, like, is this like on Xbox or something? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Xbox. I mean, it may have been both, but I, I mean, you can, you can pick up a box, a mannequin, a I mean, plant. just look around this room. Whatever you could pick up and throw at somebody's head or so bash their face in. And you can go into any store. Get their legs out, yeah. You can change clothes. You can get a skateboard. You can get a baseball bat. You can get anything you want. The most fun is when you finally get to... And also, you can eat all the food. Like you have to eat food, and you're attacked in it, but you're being attacked by zombies. Okay. You, you can get a lawnmower yeah. and then mow over a yeah. bunch of zombies. Mm-hmm. And the best part is when you go to the hardware store. Yeah, because you can you get a chainsaw. Get you can get an sledgehammer, an axe. It's so yeah. much fun. It does sound fun. It is, and I played Dead Rising too. I don't think I ever finished that one. I've never even heard that. I do like when they, uh, you know, land on the mall, and, and it reminds me this is 1978, so I guess the mall's like kind of a new idea, at least an indoor mall, they're like, you know, yeah. I think the actual dialogue is, what the hell is this? Yeah. And someone says, well, it looks like a shopping center. Right, you just say that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those indoor malls, right. if you will. Yeah, because <laughs> they're, <you> will. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah, they're very new. Right, so that's kind of funny, then. so that's, my idea is like, you know, like, well, I guess George Romero, I mean, he wrote this thing, so... Maybe he went to one of these newfangled malls and he was just sort of kind of horrified by what he saw, like this well, idea. Of, like, also, I wonder if it's it's the opposite of the first one. You're in a confined small house. Oh, right. And you're yeah. completely surrounded. Oh. And, and now it's a huge, giant well, I complex. Think, I think one of the main things was that his friend owned the mall. 
So he was able to use that. <laughs> so it's as simple oh. as that. Well, no, but I mean, like he, his friend owned the mall well, and convenient. this is like a new thing. He's walking around the mall and he was just thinking like, what if zombies? Well, like what if you're trapped in here and you can use all this stuff? Oh, how cool okay. would that be? Yeah. And that's where the idea kind of came from. Cause he didn't want to yeah. do a second one. I read so that. I, uh, I thought I was thinking like he was walking the mall and he's like, you zombies, you, you, you fucking no, people. <laughs> he did think that too. That, that kind of came along with it, but I think it all kind of evolved, but I think that, that, that's, that's the whole true. satire of it and like the I mean it's so funny it when, didn't actually start with that is what you're saying it just started with a genuine idea of like oh this would be a good sequel yeah here. but I think also he saw the people walking around the mall and he was thinking bumping like, the glass yeah. <laughs> yeah he was thinking like if they were zombies would this still be what they do you I know? mean you can't you can't deny that the scenes when they get into like is it a Macy's or a, it says on the I can't it remember. says pennies and pennies, I wonder yeah, if they just Jason took off the JC yeah for copyright <laughs> it's uh but when they're in there and they're like banging on the door yeah and it, it's really it, funny it, yeah. but it, but it, but it, it's today it's like Black Friday it's, and it's, it's like we're gonna open in five yeah, minutes it's and, the, and less scary come. than Black Friday actually. it is <laughs> because they move slower yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think that was all still part of it because it's so funny. It's just so clever now or back then, and it, but it's also it's not like beating you over the head like no, not really. These people yeah. are so you know consumerism is so awful, and we're all you know. But it is it is really illustrated at the end where they get you know and they get back in when they all get back in and it's like they're overtaking and everything's run and then it's just the end of the movie and they're just like zombies perusing through the <laughs> with the, the music coat rack, still playing right? and, you know, yeah yeah. Um, but also, but it's just so funny when they first see the zombies and I think Francine's like why are they coming here and just very seriously Roger or Peter's like this place meant something to yeah. them and it's I mean it's meant to be funny this is an important know? place in their lives yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's on my phone <laughs> it's so funny oh but before they get to the mall we have to talk about when they land to get gas yeah that was a disturbing little scene some of it is hilarious some of it's disturbing I see. I think that's you yeah. know uh, where they haven't quite gotten the comedy part yet, and they're sort of you know in that middle ground. But but that's the scene where they um, so there's a couple of kids zombies. That's kind those of are fun. George Romero's niece and nephew. I mean, he blows them away with the machine. Oh, gun. you could say that. You could say that's the that might be the turning point because it is scary with that. But then also he hits the hits the machine and the cup of coffee just starts making itself. <laughs> well, you know. I mean the when the zombie there's I laughed out aloud a lot in this movie and the zombie gets his head cut off with the helicopter blade that was good yeah. oh I love that I laughed yeah. so hard yeah. you don't quite know what's happening at first it's like well, where did his head go then you realize oh there's a propeller yes oh, yeah. that there's it. a pro- propeller that you can't see yeah. until it cuts his head off I mean, he still oh, kind of walks a few steps yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just falls <laughs> I mean that had that had to be meant to be humorous I mean clearly because it's oh, like, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of the scene in you know Indiana Jones whenever the, with the sword and the guy does and they he does the whole the sword fighting and then he just shoots him yeah you know just something that can, but then there's ghoul children I can't believe he put his nephew and niece in that scene though that's to get they have a good story to get though. slaughtered by a machine yeah. what's the story they have a good story though oh well yeah I guess I mean if I'm not <laughs> oh absolutely because I was watching the commentary and they pop out and he goes my niece and nephew <laughs> it's all just like fun I think, think he has a different view on I things. guess all they really had to do was just lay on a couch with some ketchup on them oh, and it's like I doubt the actor actually pointed the gun at them or anything like that but, so it's weird like I was telling Casey my kids are really into Minecraft and they have zombies you know that you can go around but they also have zombie babies and it's very disturbing and that they run around very fast, and they're like these little zombie babies, and they have you have to kill the zombie babies, 
They're like, kill the baby. I hear them in there, kill the baby. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is kind of twisted a little bit. But the ba- they don't look like babies. You know, Minecraft, everything's like in that block form. But yeah, so they get to the mall oh, and rolling. they make a, a little room for themselves. They got to check it out, too. Um, they fight yeah. some zombies off. Yeah, their initial the plan buddies. is they're going to stay there and just not leave that room and, and be safe. Well, they, well they, make a, they make a run, an initial run to get like the bare necessities. Right. Kind of they kind of say there's a lot of stuff we need out there. Yeah. And so it starts off with a practicality. But they say, let's go shopping. Right. But it kind of starts off as a joke and then they get greedy. Well, then maybe they're running around and grabbing everything. Um, Roger gets a new jacket. Yeah. And they get a well, TV. Well, I feel like it's because they have that such a stellar plan laid right. out, you know, where they feel comfortable to do, you know, move around freely. At first, they don't know what, what kind of, you know, they're kind of feeling out their environment. And then they go and they do that plan and, and it works to perfection. That's, that's, and they, they're even able to wheel that cart out, which yeah, they were really clever, concerned yeah. with at first, you know, trying to push a cart through a mass of people and not have them bite you. Yeah, that actually, I was impressed by that because I didn't, I didn't know what they were doing exactly and then I saw, oh, they went up in the ceiling and went around and then they came back and got it. It was really, what, it was really they, exciting oh, and, Flyboy, and it was clever. Flyboy shows them the, the duck system yeah. and that's when they're like, we can go anywhere. Yeah. And that's yeah, they, when they it, find the architectural plans laying around Belk or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seemed a little weird. They're in the American Girl doll section. <laughs> oh, here they are. Um, I do love that scene though when they first go out and they're having so much fun and they turn on like the music and then they yeah. turn on the like this fountains and they, they basically turn on the mall, like all the mall. All the zombies are confused. Yeah, confused. That's when they start falling. That's when yeah. when I started chugging. Yeah, and they start like uh, sort of juxtaposing the zombies with the mannequins and like it's yeah, just very yeah. that was a great scene where he's running through the he's running through and he sees that mannequin and he right. stops and he freaks out and he's like oh it's just a mannequin I will <laughs> say know? the scene where the you know the guy uh, fly, not Flyboy um, the, the cop the, Roger Roger when he slides they all have very down, similar names what is it Roger, Peter, yeah, and Steven they're not when, really unique names oh yeah when he slides down the escalator oh yeah what about into what? the camera and like that's the actor doing that and he lands it yeah. Also, when they're jump, when he when they first get on the roof, and they uh, bust the window, and they're jumping down in. If you notice, he sticks the landing. Yeah, like a gymnast. So is that actor like a stuntman? Do you think? I was wondering that because <laughs> he he's, he's also like very quick. Yeah, because yes. that, that scene down the escalator, you don't really think about it. Cause like, oh, it's like it was a movie that well, like wait a minute they had to shoot that, and it's like an unbroken take. And he like slides right in the camera. He could have he could have died. He's coming quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wonder if he's a stuntman or if George Romero is just like just roll. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just a young guy and yeah. he just. I think he jumped fun. down and he landed. That he did that. He stuck that landing so well. They were like, "What else yeah. can you do?" And maybe the actor just did that and they didn't know he's going to do that because it seems like nowadays like your insurance won't even let the actors do that that type of thing. But maybe unless you're Tom Cruise, perhaps this right. was the beginning of parkour. <laughs> That was like did most you look up Roger thing. Ebert's review of this? No, I, didn't. I did. I did read it. Mm, oh. The one did more homework than I did. Okay. <laughs> he gave it four stars. Well, that's because you yeah. have all like, the time. And this he is said like it was a. He said it was an amazing horror movie. He loved it. He got all yeah. the satire. He got the humor. He he loved it. He loved the gore. So I wonder if, if by this time, if he had revisited his first review. Remember, because remember yeah. in the first review, he was like, I can't even rate this. I don't know what this is. There's a black man and all that. <laughs> There's a Negro. <laughs> right. I was impressed. It made me, uh, I was impressed by Roger, Roger Ebert reading his review of this movie. Yeah. Oh, he's the the greatest, the greatest living, or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> the greatest movie of critics of all time. <laughs> and Hitchcock is the greatest director living. <laughs> when he was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could read his reviews all day. They're all so good. Um, oh, I didn't know that. No, that was in I, I would love to read that, but um, because this first review, maybe that's an apology for his first review, which was. <laughs> just complete well um, that was also the first time what his first review of, like of this movie no the the original one night living dead um which was not a bad review but it was just it was all about how you know kids shouldn't see this and then he um the the main character in the first one's black and he just kept calling the negro the negro <laughs> oh because now he's woke right <laughs> thought about how great like you were saying how what a cool story it would be for the the kids to uh be in the movie and I was like that'd be kind of a cool story if the only thing you ever did in a movie was star in this one as lead zombie oh yeah <laughs> you know and then I, I was thinking who are the lead zombies and the only one I could think of was the one that walks around holding the gun the whole time I was like that's, <laughs> that's gotta be one of the leads you know? <laughs> gotta get his hand burned. he's holding it all weird yeah. yeah and then he switches it up when he hands him the other one <laughs> oh, he's yeah. like oh my god this one's even better <laughs> Well, like, um, you know the movie Clay Pigeons? Uh-huh. The FBI agents come in, and one of them is uh, Janine Garofalo, and the other guy is just this actor guy. And he's in the he's virtually in the movie the entire time, but he's always in the background. And we, we I've watched that movie thousands of times, one of my favorite movies. And you think he has, like, all these lines, but we were like, he only has one line in the whole movie. And his only line is, uh, they're all nice guys. This guy was on set... The entire time, and you know he was just sitting in the mirror like, they're all nice guys. <laughs> they're all nice guys. And he's like, I gotta hit this line. Because it's the only thing I have in the whole movie. Otherwise, he just looks like a menacing FBI agent. So Francine's so, pregnant. <laughs> well, so first a, a zombie gets a screwdriver to the ear. That was pretty disgusting. It was one of the most unrealistic things in there. <laughs> because he, like, gently, like, that's what makes That's it. That's what makes it so. Places it's it. like in Saving Private Ryan, where he gently puts a knife in the Nazi. Yeah. Right, but this is a screwdriver. I don't believe that if you just gently touch a screwdriver, yeah, but their heads like all zombified. So it's, I think it's you have to. It's rotten. Think of it like a rotten peach, yeah. or like a pumpkin, or a pumpkin, whatever you want to imagine. That but, does make sense. But I, I do like that. And he does go right in the ear canal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how they've... Uh, it's like we're know, talking about eyeballs again, like on the last episode. Back to The Walking Dead. That's the last like actual zombie movie that I've seen. So, I mean, there is as detailed as you can be in the evolution of makeup and zombies. And then I'll put this movie on, and it looks like the Blue Man Group's coming after <laughs> you. <laughs> Well, Tom uh, Tom Savini, you know, did the make makeup and all uh, that, and he's in the movie. He's the biker guy, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he he was doing the commentary. But he's a famous, you know, he's a famous. He did Friday the Thirteenth stuff. He did all that horse shit with the, uh, and even he says with the goatee kind of. Yeah, that's him. I knew I recognized. Yeah, because I think he's probably he's been on TV. He may, yeah. he may even do Walking Dead stuff, but. Um, but he even said, like, yeah, I made them too blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he was basing off the black and white version. And so to make it, somehow the translation in color, he got it, he went too far. Okay. And so some of the versions, they're, like, less blue, but it's, like, that's his biggest regret. They are less blue. Yeah. That's what I noticed. And I was, like, maybe it's, you know, it can't be my YouTube 4K I'm looking at. No, no. But in some certain yeah. situations, they're, like... Super blue, and then some. Right. Some of the, they're not from the original movie. So but he that did was all the, the makeup for it. He too. did everything for the movie. Yeah, all the gore, all the makeup, all the 
yeah, oh, that really? type of thing. Yeah, that's like his, his deal. That's what he's but, And it was uh, actually really cute. They're all young when they're doing this, yeah. young, youngish. Yeah. And in the commentary, he was just talking about how, I mean, they would work. So they had to work after mall hours. So the mall closed, they mm. start, and then they have to be done by the time the mall opened at nine or whatever. And, yeah, I bet that was hectic. And he said it was just, they con- it was just nonstop, nonstop. He'd just sleep under the escalator wherever he could sleep, and then he'd get back up and and do and have more blood. He said it was the most fun he's ever had. I mean, the the scene in the in the in the beginning when the guy walks when you know crazy crazy racist guy goes in there and blows the head up. Yeah, that would. Be, it that still would, holds up to me. No, yeah, that would have been now. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Of your wait. seeing it. Can we talk about why does Peter know how to do an abortion? <laughs> no, but I'd love to. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the scariest thing. Can we talk about? Can wait, we talk wait, about wait, Francine, Francine is pregnant. We have to mention right. that. She's pregnant with uh, Flyboy's baby. Yes. <laughs> that's how it works. Baby, that's what you're, the word you're looking for. Right. Do you want me to tell you what sperm is? <laughs> Please, Bobby. Uh, um, I guess Elise is going to make this show, too. <laughs> Um, but but so did she, she ever get an answer to her question? We she, never find out. She, uh, Tune in next week. All right. What are we, what's so our starting point? Ken knows how to do abortions. Who's yes. Ken? Are you telling? Who's Ken? Peter. But I'm sorry, Ken Forhey is Peter. his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has been in so many movies. That actor has he? Mm-hmm. I thought that it's a pretty significant role being a black guy getting I mean he's a main star of this movie in 1978 I thought that was a big deal well yeah but that's the big thing we talk about in Night of the Living Dead is that the main character is a black man in 1968 right I would imagine by 10 years later that would have crept into the conversations Uh, Romero was probably pretty aware of that so yeah I mean that's that's one of the most random things I've ever seen in a movie because I know how to do one and then he's sitting there like contemplating it he well, I thought before then he that. goes back into the room oh, with her, okay, okay. and that's when she's like, "What was with the hesitation, motherfucker?" It's just quite a jump. It was a little jarring. But that is yeah. something to think about. I mean, well, like, did not you to stay get in a Motel Six last night? <laughs> I mean, where do you get that skill? I mean, not to get into the abortion conversation, but in that situation, do you? I guess it's kind of like in The Walking Dead when Lori gets pregnant. Yeah, right. That didn't end well. No, no it didn't. I mean, if you're in a serious like situation like that how can you even expect to raise it you know they they scream they make noise they're loud you know there's nothing you can do that's, that's one of our issues we I, I love a quiet place but don't. did you see the trailer for the second one yeah it does look really good yeah it's got killian murphy in it does it really oh that movie that I mean, movie was one that affected me as an older like when you guys always ask the question like what what was the first thing that scared you you know <gasps> we didn't ask you it was E.T. when he goes, and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> E.T. was scary. I saw that in the theater. That was a terrifying I movie. saw it, you know what? And even though <laughs> it scared the death out of me, I convinced like my mom to take me, my aunt to take me. <laughs> I saw it like three or four times in the theater. And then the second thing that scared me was Star Trek II. <gasps> the Wrath of Khan. Oh my God, because the, the second thing that scared me was Star Trek Three. The... With, when they take that thing out, oh, the, the ear thing, and put yeah. it in the ear, yeah. and then the next thing I was gonna say was when I was at a football camp, and one of the things that we did was like one of the you know because you go for like a week and you'd stay on the campus of wherever we were at the time and we moved around a lot, and one of the big things was we're gonna go watch Star Trek three. I'm <laughs> sitting in there watching Star Trek three, and I can't tell you what it was that scared me, but it scared me so bad I spent the rest of the movie. My face buried in my hands, like not looking up at the screen, 
waiting what, on it to end. What was it? What scared you? Well, I remember because my I barely remember this, but my parents say one of the first movies I saw in the theater was Star Trek Three, and I have a memory, and I think it was just the Klingon guy, you know. In, Maybe that's what it I mean, was. It's a monster. I mean, if you're a kid, I know now they're just aliens, but. That's so funny that we have the same... No. I just remember seeing the Klingon, which I now know is actually Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) But I'll tell you the last thing that I remember that freaked me out. Midsummer. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because I'm older now. But, I mean, I I was intrigued by that. But I'm talking about the last thing where, like, I had a nightmare about it later that night. (laughs) That's Chris every night. (laughs) And was, like, scared by an actual movie was (laughs) Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. When Christopher Lloyd... Maybe it's a Christopher Lloyd thing. Right. Maybe I'm terrified you still of like him. him dude. He grabs the, the shoe, shoe. Oh, yeah. yes. and puts him in the dip. Yes. For and no I remember, real reason. And what I, what I remember waking up, this is the last time like as a child, I woke up out of my bed and ran and went into my bed, my parents' bedroom and like, I got to sleep with you. The other part was when he was like knocking on the wall and he goes, shave and a haircut. Knock, knock. And Roger's like freaking out because he's got to do the do bit. Uh For some reason that freaked me out. And then at the end when he, when Christopher Lloyd's character like shrivels up and he starts talking like this. That is what freaked me out. And then watching the movie uh, A Dark Place or whatever. Quiet Place. Quiet Place. When the thing takes the child away when he's playing with the spaceship. That affected me for the first time since then because of my children, you yeah. know, and I, and I saw my child just get taken away and, and murdered in front of me for some reason, even though it's not, you know, you can't separate the two when you see it. And that bothered me so bad. Okay. So they come up with this plan. Remember the movie we we're talking about? <laughs> right. They're going to move all these trucks to block the entrances because they're already aware that there's going to be like crazy looters out. Right. Um, and that goes kind so of okay. Wrong. Uh, well, it no. starts at, it starts out okay. <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Roger just starts to get a little loopy. Yeah, yeah so Roger's going pretty crazy. Um, he's kind of acting like he's like a cowboy and he's like having too much fun. And yeah, woo, yeah. It's kind of a thing where like you get the idea that he's like pretending to enjoy all this to be like more of a man or something, but maybe he's actually kind of scared. But either way, he gets bitten like three times. <laughs> But yeah, I'm totally fine, even though right. everything's miserable. Right. Of. But then, you know, that, that sequence where he's dying, you know, it's kind of sad because, you know, he's really buddies with the, the guy, uh, uh, Peter. Right? <laughs> Peter? Yeah. Well, they're, they're oh, good friends. Well, first, and, first, they have the great scene when they make it into the gun store because, again, we didn't talk about this mall and yeah. about how it just must be like 75,000 square feet. It's just got every store you can imagine. And they become gunslingers and they get all the guns yeah, they can. they literally dress like cowboys. It's I, great. Yeah. yeah. And I like how they wheel him around the wheelbarrow. Yes. <laughs> he seems to have a pretty good time, actually. But well, we, So then they decide that they're going to get the car that's in the middle of the mall, which I didn't realize was always a thing. You know, they always have a car in the middle of the mall, but I didn't know that they did that yeah. back then. So um, what were they... I didn't quite get... Are they just using the car to mow down zombies or are they just, I didn't quite get what they're using it for just to get to their side of the mall or I guess so that they could transport Roger. Oh, so again, this movie does call them zombies. Uh, Peter calls them zombies. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, That's I didn't thing they when did. does he, when does he say that? It's a, it's a little later. And then he also mentions voodoo practices, which we talked about on the night of the living dead. We talked about the, the history of zombies yeah. and where the word comes from. And he mentions that his dad, was from used to practice a voodoo in Trinidad, and then they have that great line that um, Peter says that when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Yeah, which is I on do the, remember that line. Yeah, that's on but, the poster. So, what, so they get Roger back, and then they they know 
that they've, I guess they've been in this long enough that they know that people don't last after they get bit. Yeah. I was actually kind of curious about that because, you know, it's not like the bite turns you to a zombie. It's just the bite kills you and then you become a zombie. Oh, so it's yeah. Kind of the same thing, I guess. But, but. I, I wasn't sure because I didn't remember and I was hoping that maybe you just healed. But, yeah. uh, but either way, they know he's uh, not going to make it. So that's kind of sad. Well, it's sad whenever he, he knows he has to kill him. And then he sees him not moving anymore, and he knows it's time. And he is right. a scary-looking zombie. Yeah. Yes. He's and a good-looking zombie. What, how long do you estimate they're in the mall? I feel well, like it's a couple of weeks because they do all this, you know. A couple weeks. They're dating so, and, you know. What? Wait, wait. They're <laughs> in there for months. Oh, you months? think they're months? Oh. Do you not notice that she becomes more? She's three months pregnant. You don't oh. show. She and then <laughs> that, that's, that's, Yeah. And then, the men not know. <laughs> and then they cut like from the montages, especially from after this. And yeah, that's the big. But at yeah. some point, yeah, she wakes up and she's like seven months pregnant. Oh, I didn't even know so. Yeah. Okay, so you think? Yeah, that's why I was wondering. That's why I was asking. Like, yeah. how long do you think the time frame? And that's a good oh. point of reference is the pregnancy. Yeah, it's probably why they why they put that in there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess they could also said it's been three months, but yeah, I think it's clever that they show that she has a now she has a big belly. Can we talk about? Their living situation because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. we can. I'll talk about what I want to talk about later. Well, that's another way they show time because by the end of the movie, their that barricaded room they have is like set up. Like <laughs> yes, they have, it is. Yes, <laughs> they have like a is. rug. They have a TV. They, I mean, it's completely. I mean, like yes. they've been raiding that mall and like. And I think that's kind of one of the funny things. One of the satire points is like it's all about you know all these things you're gonna have and like okay now we are all squared away. We have everything we want, but they still want more. Even though they have the perfect living situation, they really don't have to leave that space. No, they got the wall. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, just like me, I need to go out and buy more things for my house. And- <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant that they built that wall yeah. to, to cover the door. I thought mm-hmm. that was a great... Yeah. But as great. far as, like, zombie apocalypse settings go, that's a great little little pad they have. I mean, I would just stay there. They have yeah. a record player. <laughs> yeah, and if you need... Well, to, and it, anything it, you need to go, you can just dip in and out. I don't know if this means I need a drink, but, I mean, it looks like the, the hatch... Yes. Lost. Yes. Sorry. You could have said it a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, I'm watching again. I'm on ER. Um, Drink. <laughs> but I, it, it, I was, it's so nice. It's like, did they go? Where they go get the crown molding yeah. from? <laughs> 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 and the perfect. Oh my god. Yeah. What about when uh, you know they they the the flyboy guy right? He cannot shoot right at all right. And then they give like a couple lessons. What's the girl's name? Francine. 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 They give Francine like a couple lessons, and she's up like from the top of the building, yeah, shooting people. down there, sniping people in the head. Well, I think that also shows how time has passed. They're getting better. She yeah. can shoot better than anybody. But she does have that great part whenever she's like, "Listen, I need to know what's going on. Right. I need to know how to fly that fucking helicopter." Yeah. Yeah. Roger's like, "Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it's, well, he's actually kind of nice about it. He says, yeah, that sounds good. Um, but you're a woman, so you stay here. <laughs> what they had knew was coming was the, the, the looters. Yeah. yeah. Which is just like, it's very Mad Max, which came out yeah. the next year, I think. What I love is, uh, did you want to see the movie This Is The End? The, yeah, of course. I, I still haven't seen that. Oh, oh. And then at the end when Danny McBride is the leader of the like that gang. Doesn't he have... Uh... What's his name on the leash? Oh, Channing Tatum. It's Channing Tatum. That's right. right. It's Channing Tatum. He's got Channing Tatum down on a oh. on a leash. On a it's leash. so funny. Oh my god. Oh, and so when the, the biker guys come in, like it's all. I mean, it's crazy, but it's still. I mean, they're literally clowns. I mean, they're yeah. using they're using pies in the faces and the water bottles. <laughs> it's so strange. And so 
Well, no, I, you know what I, I tell you what I thought about it was that they're so adapted to the new world that they're in, like dealing with with dealing with zombies on a regular basis, that, and so these guys like coming into the mall, you know, they, they're outside, they deal with probably like thousands a day. And they're so used to like killing them when they come in here and they see the number that are in this mall where these four people are like so many of them we can't handle. Yeah, but then a lot of them get eaten. They get their they get their guts pulled out. Well, they do, but I think it's because they lose control because they start getting shot at and they start losing focus. And then, you know, they get uh, Peter starts taking them out left and right with that rifle that he's, you know, makes the joke about. The only people who can't hit with this are, you know, the people who can afford to buy this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You That's know, good. and he gets it, and he's just taking them out left and right. And, I mean, most of the ones that get eaten are the ones that he shot and are laying there. Yeah, I think the the cool thing about the end is, like, the sort of satire of the movie clearly comes, like, into sharp focus. Like, basically, like, the, the bikers aren't there to come after, like, the, the heroes, the four guys and girls. They're come. They're come after their stuff. Like they want the things that are there. And they want what the zombies want. Yeah. What everyone wants. What human right. human civilization. And what, wants. what they're like hoarding. Like they're mm-hmm. basically like this is our stuff. Yes. It's like that George Carlin joke. Like it's all about your stuff. Yes. <laughs> and so they're there to get that stuff. They don't care that they're there. Like no. And it's just kind of a and, he, and actually Peter actually says that when Flyboy takes a shot, he's like, "What are you doing? They're not after us. Right. They don't care about There's us. Nothing they just to want do with the them. stuff." So in, where a normal movie be like about some revenge fantasy or and he some even makes battle. That, yeah, he even makes that statement. Yeah. He's like. Now you started a war, right? It's just about the things that they're over, sort of yeah, over protecting. The things. But look at their look like a dartboards, a potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got many nice ferns. Table. Multiple it does, ferns. It, it does look Hanging like ferns. it looks like the hatch. Yeah, not sure what the ladder's doing there, but that's okay. You see the trim though. We're, the ladder that, goes up to that, the, that, the crown, that molding. crown molding. Yeah, they didn't. That, that was not there before. Was not there before. <laughs> Is there a hardware store in yeah. this mall? Francine. And a liquor store. I mean, what else we got in this thing? Man, that is great. He's like they're fucking up my pamphlet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And you got all this, and you didn't get locks for your goddamn right. doors. So, so obviously, Stephen, he. I mean, he has a pretty horrific death. He gets stuck on the elevator shaft. Yeah, and that was a great down, scene, yeah. And yeah. then he gets eaten. <laughs> That's another one. Then, huh? then he gets up again and gets eaten some more. <laughs> like, he pushes he becomes, him off like, oh, maybe he's going to make it. Yeah. But he becomes no. a pretty cool zombie himself. He does. And yeah. then, when the elevator door opens on him, that's, yes. that's very scary. Yeah. And, that, and that whole theme of they kind of remember things, so he remembers where to go. Yes, he's still got the cut that. on his finger. And mm-hmm. then the other guy holding the gun up. Like oh, this. I love that guy. He's my favorite. There he is. He just saw him. Too. There he is. My man. Lead zombie. <laughs> but but again, when they bite his leg and the little piece of flesh like just shoots off oh, and then yeah. the red barn paint comes out, that still that's was the like, oh. gun. When he pulled that out to sh- like, so, so Peter yes. has decided he's not, he doesn't want to try and live anymore. So he's going to stay and he pulls out the tiniest gun that I actually went, oh, he puts it to his stomach. But, but so even though Peter he changes his mind, he climbs up and he gets into the helicopter. It's still not really a happy ending. Not really. No. I mean, they're like, we don't have any gas. I mean, it's nice. We that don't she, know where to go. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that they live. It's kind of inspiring. But so the, it does the alternate ending. Is it like, oh, so the alternate ending is he just has already killed himself. He kills himself. She and, hears it like when she's uh, waiting. She hears it and she flies the helicopter up and then crashes. It <laughs> Did they film that? No. Oh. Yeah. Because at the moment when they were going, well, 
the 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 article I read said they don't think they did, but they don't know for sure. Oh. Hmm. I, I love the ending where it just goes back to the yeah. music and the dumb little shit yes. in the mall, and then oh my god, they're ice skating. They and, love their hockey in <laughs> Pennsylvania. They're just walking around. Go Flyers! But I thought it was interesting to see something that's the beginning of what the malls are and then we know what the malls became we lived through that and now the malls are dying again yeah but then we watch the last season of stranger things and we get so much nostalgia from Mm -hmm. them pinning the malls back and we can see them have you guys seen like the the abandoned mall photos that people take yeah i've seen the eastwood mall i mean that's (laughs) that's real life Well, like there's that scene in Gone Girl too, where they go into the mall, the empty mall. It's pretty creepy. Oh yeah, they're doing drugs and stuff there. Yeah, but the end scene when they're showing the credits is when you really get like the consumer. Well, that was fun. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. So that was um, part one of our <laughs> Dawn of the Dead episode. <laughs> so I give that. I mean, I think that's a five star. Well, so this is interesting. So on Letterbox, um, the original is rated as a four. Out of five, but the remake is made remade as three point four. Well, it, I'm not sure what but, I'm doing with that, but. but you know what I would do with that is because the older one would probably get a higher review because it was more influential in like yeah, Letterboxd is more genre. like critics and stuff, I guess. Because it took it like the the remake is still probably on the same par as far as goriness as the original. Yeah, but it's not as there's a shocking. Zom- there's a the zombie group. baby in the re- in the remake. It's much more gory. A baby zombie is born, and they have to kill it. Did we, did we see the remake in the theater? Was that you? Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, that. But that's the modern. Like, let's make it. What can we do? All right. Well, so we watched Dawn of the Dead on YouTube. Yes. Which is very interesting. So go 4K. and watch it there. They 4K. also have the remake, which we'll probably do at some point because it's really good. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Type. Let's do the remake after we do Day of the Dead. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that is Dawn of the Dead. And so stay tuned for next week, and we'll have some true crimes to go along with this. And they're, oh. they're pretty disturbing. I'm gonna I go can ahead. only guess. Okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, bye. Good night. Bye. bye. Remember they play it in the OC. There's a scene. no, I'm out. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> There's a scene. Uh, you where- also mentioned Ben Plaz. Did you double drink? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Up it up. Yay.